This is your mind, this is your life, this is your time, this is your life, this is your mind, this is your world. Yeah, how long has it been since you got to think for yourself, think, think for yourself? And how long has it been since you've had some time to yourself, unwind with yourself? You can do anything, so don't you hide from yourself, be kind to yourself, intelligent, amazing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Replenish Me Show, where we interview lovely, amazing women like our guest today to get strategies on how to build a system of self-nurturing. Today, I have the lovely Mama, uh, who is the founder of the Tiger Lily Foundation and a breast cancer survivor and an empowering um, force amongst women. But most of all, she loves to attract and call herself the unicorn thank you so much for joining us today how are you i'm well thanks for having me how are you doing today i'm doing well thank you so much i appreciate the time i know um uh you're a very very busy woman so um i just want to uh appreciate your time and offer you the opportunity to share your story with us and how you came to do all the amazing things you're doing, you know, the, how did you come to find the Tiger Lily Foundation and um, just share your story with us today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate it. I'm very honored. Um, I always tell people that I never expected to be in a position where somebody would call me an empowerment expert or an empowerer of women. I, at the crux of who I am, it's just about love. It's about loving others. And when you love people, you want the best for them. And, um, and so, you know, whenever I've been faced with, so, when, so my heart is loving. I, I love people. I want to support them. I connect with them. I want to help them. And, um, and, you know, there are things that I came, that I found myself faced with in life, in major challenges, like war and breast cancer. And what I did when I was faced with those things is figure how to help other people going through the same situation. And, you know, of course, when you're going through something that's challenging, initially you might think, you know, why is this happening? And, and you know, what, what, what would this mean for my life? And when no one likes change, change is very painful. Um, but I found that because of the way that I'm, I'm wired and my natural inclination is to go to okay, if I'm going through the situation and I'm in such pain and I'm in a place of fear, how can I use what I'm going through? Because somebody else may be in the same position. If I can use my challenge to help them overcome theirs, then it's worth it for me to go through this. And that's how I've approached everything in my life. And so um, after getting, uh, learning I had breast cancer and, and li living with that, I very quickly went from a place of you know fear into a place of um, hell no. <laughs> I'm not going to just stay in bed and feel sorry for myself. Um, there are other women, I'm sure, other young women who may be unaware that they could get breast cancer, that may go to a doctor with a lump and be told they were too young, that may get a mammogram and it comes back clean, but it's a false, you know, um, negative, you know, and that may go through treatment and not have fear support, and that may get through treatment and then leave walk out of that last day of treatment and have no, you know, what's next plan, like I was. So every step of my journey, I faced those exact things. I was really, really young. I found a lump, went to my doctor. It told me I was too young. 
um, got a mammogram, it came back clean. So like all those things that were challenges for me, I imagined if somebody else were to not even know to do their first exam, they wouldn't even know till it was too late. If some other young woman didn't um, go to her doctor and ask for a mammogram and to get one, and or she went and she was told no, um, she may not push. Um, if she ended up getting diagnosed um, finally and getting through treatment, she may be lonely. Who was going to be there for her to love her through that, that time? And um, and like I was at the time, you know, they, the doctor told me, that, you know, today is your last day of treatment. They were all excited and happy, and and I was like, well, I said, when can I come back? And they said, you know, you're you're done. You're done with treatment. Go live your life and be happy and just, you know, you're you're good. And I was like, but I'm scared. Like I, I don't know who I am right now. I don't know what's next. I don't know what my life um, has in store for me. I don't know what anything means anymore. And so I was very um, scared. I was depressed. And you know, it's hard when people um, are there for you and they want to see you getting done with treatment and you're done. And it's like. You know, you should be celebrating, but then you're thinking, what's next? And so um, I began Tiger Lily as a way to fill those gaps for other young women and, and, for, and help to educate providers and help to educate families and give women a safe haven, a loving place to go to um, during breast cancer and beyond. And, you know, something really powerful happens when you step into a place that's unknown. You know, um, people oftentimes ask the universe to give them something. They want this and they want that but they don't want to take the steps, right? Or they'll take very cautious steps. The universe responds to bold movement, not just to, not to fear. And so, you know, I, when I began um, the, the charity when I was in treatment, people said to me, you're sick. Why are you doing this and you're sick? You have no money. You have no training. You have a young child. Take care of yourself and just forget about that for now. Just, you know, get through this. And I said, that's, no, I'm not wired that way. This is not about me. It's about somebody else that could die if I don't talk about what I'm going through or that could be depressed or scared. And so um, I began to move and some, you know, when you walk down a path, imagine a, a, a grassy place and you're walking down a grassy place or into a, a place where there's a lot of, you know, um, just forest, whatever, you know, you've, you've seen the paths when you're walking and someone has been walking on a path of grass and how over time people are walking on that path and you create a path. Right. So where there was all this like thicket and 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 bush and and fear, that was my that was my fear. The bushes were like my fear, and I just began to just you know cut the one piece down and move another piece and just keep walking through the fear and walking into walking walking with um, certainty because I knew that what I felt was 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 important. I knew that the work that I was thinking of doing and what um, other women had to to get support from that I was building was necessary. And so as I began to walk, the path kind of created itself. And then, um, you know, it, it's interesting because I never imagined being a speaker or anything like that, but people began to ask, can you come and speak here? And I was like, no, I don't do that. <laughs> and then that grew. And, you know, as I grew, my faith in God grew. And I realized that I wasn't doing this on my own, that God was with me the whole time. And that I was supposed to be a mouthpiece and a vessel for him or her. And, um, in channel and so even though i was afraid of the audiences and media and all that stuff i knew that my mission was bigger than me and that god would give me the tools and um that's kind of how i've always operated I, i'm an extreme i'm an you know pretty introverted person very shy and but but when i get into my passion place nothing about me is shy then that's and true. so i just tell people to follow your passion and it'll lead you into, into amazing places
And through that, through the foundation, you know, I ended up getting some great exposure on national global media, like on the Oprah show and things like that. And then she said, do you have a book? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'll write one. And I did that. And then that pushed things forward. And so it literally has been um, following, well, walking into my fear, um, um, pursuing what I felt faith in, and then trusting that God would lead me to, into, my, into what his purpose was for me. And, and those things over the past 10 years have opened amazing opportunities for growth. And, um, I, you know, I look at myself sometimes and I'm like, wow, that's, I, did, I did that? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was not that little girl at 15 years old or 12. I was a shy person. And, but um, and so I just tell women to embrace um, what they believe and be bold in pursuing their passion. Wow. That's beautiful. I want to break down your story a little bit because your story is like really powerful and I want people to pull out the impact from there. So let's, let's start with piece by piece. Number one, even though you were going through something that was really massive and fearful for you, you immediately went back to your core, which is love, right? You decided to walk in love. And so I would say to our listeners and viewers, the first thing you need to do when you're faced with adversity or something that you've never had to deal with before, go into your core values and find out what's the strongest one. And like Miss Carmo did, you know, and just work off of that. Second thing you said is um, even though every, everyone was telling you no, you decided to go ahead and carve your own path right? And, and I like the way you described the path. It wasn't just like, you know, um, some bushes or tall grass. It was a thicket. And that's what it is when we really face true adversity. It's a thicket. And just relying, the next piece there was, you know, relying on your faith in God to give you the support that you needed to keep, you know, to stay the course no matter what it looked like. You had a young child, you know, you're going through this debilitating disease and, you know, but just staying the course and, and you know, really uh, working in that. And then the final piece is, and I feel like this kind of all pulls it together. The fact that you wanted to help people or forge a path for other people is seems to me that one of another one of your core values is gratitude because people that are grateful they automatically think in a charitable way and the the gratitude is what we have and so now all these women going through this they have the tiger lily foundation because of um you know you understanding that path and wanting it not to happen to anything anyone else so uh, alongside of your foundation, do you actually coach women? Um, so, you know, I, I talked about how things grow and how um, God has a plan. And it's been very evident in my life that, you know, I make plans, but I kind of, they're kind of loose. You know, I am not a fan of, I, I have goals that I work towards, but I always leave room for God to do something magical <laughs> because she always does. And so I began Tiger Lily. I was literally like this scared girl. I was crying all the time. I was depressed and fearful about, you know, survival and how would I take care of my daughter with, you know, the income I, was, I had and all these bills from treatment. 
And as I began to grow in my faith and move through the, this whole, just what God, where God was guiding me, um, it's literally like I could almost see, like, or spiritually see a hand saying, give me your hand and just, just take a step. Trust me. And I did that. And as I saw myself grow, I looked back and I thought, that was me. 20 steps away, I was, you know, scared and looking around and worried. And now the, the more I walk, I can become more confident and my head's up. And I'm like, I got this. I can do this. I'm not alone. And then when I got through a certain, to a certain point, I realized, what if other women had the benefit of somebody just to talk with them? And, and people actually were calling me all the time. And I've been coaching women literally while I was in treatment, helping them. I've been helping them. I didn't see it as being as coaching. And so um, after I wrote the book, I began speaking. Um, people began to reach out to me to just kind of, you know, people say, can I take your brain for a few minutes? Can I take your brain or can you give me? And I would do that for years. And then one of my friends and I were talking, well, she, we we're talking and she said, you know, you, you keep mentioning people are asking you to, you know, meet with them for ideas and you're helping them. <laughs> and that's great. And she goes, I'll send you a link to a video. And it was by somebody who I really respect, Marie Forleo. And yeah. it, it, was a, it was a video about people picking your brain. And what it is, is actually you're giving people free coaching and, and, that, and you're giving that time away and you're not valuing your time. And they'll take the coaching and, and they'll take that and run and then they won't have earned it by researching, learning, li you know, living it or by um, valuing your time by giving you some kind of compensation. And she said, you need to stop getting your brain, your brain picked. <laughs> You're actually a coach. And I was like, well, I don't have any kind of certification. She goes, you have your life experience. Most coaches do not have, have not gone through three wars, wars have not gone through being hit by lightning have not gone through been held at gunpoint, have not survived breast cancer, have not been a single mother, built a nonprofit from scratch, and she kept going on. And I said, okay, I get it. And so I, um, I, um, so I talked to my other girlfriend, and she goes, well, I said, should I begin coaching people? She goes, you've been coaching people for, for years, for free. Just start your programs and, and see what happens. And um, so I put together a coaching program with a couple packages, and I put it out there. And I had four clients in like two days. And then I kept getting more people, and um, and so that grew. And so, you know, that was really powerful to me in terms of learning to value my gifts and talents. I think people who are who are very um, uh, who are spiritual teachers and leaders, or who are um, <coughs> excuse me, who are light workers, tend to think, well, I have this gift of loving people and helping them. I don't want to charge for this thing. I just give it away. And um, what it does is when people are not um, paying for something, they don't often value it. And a lot of friends who I have who are energy people or spiritual people um, go through financial hardship because they're giving all their love away for free. Yep. And so um, um, I began to learn, study energy and money and what that felt like and what mm -hmm. abundance felt like. And until, um, so, you know, my coaching business grew. And then over time, I began a podcast and um, what else? Podcast in a magazine, online magazine. And I've just been experimenting with different things that make me happy. I try something out and see how it works. <laughs> if it works, great. If not. And then um, I've always been careful these days to always monetize my talents and, and, and make sure that they have value for others and for me. Um, so, yes. Wow. Four clients in two days. I don't know if you can hear my daughter. She just woke up from her nap. 
so I'm going to um, just go and see what's going on. It looks like whoever's supposed to be taking care of her is not. So just give me a second. Can you hear it? Sure. Yeah. And I'm back. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for your patience. I'll just cut that out of the recording. Um, that is so, funny. I was just working away. <laughs> so you, yes, a lot of times heart-centered entrepreneurs, we help people for free for years and we don't honor and respect um, our gifts and talents. So I'm glad that you got a handle on that <laughs> pretty early in the game and started charging people. Yeah, and, and you know, you can tell people when they're committed because if, if someone says to you, um, I want to pick your brain and they really want to grow the business, their business and they, and they expect, respect you as an entrepreneur and an expert and you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you, um, I'll give you, um, you know, a 20 minute call or whatever, call, like a exploratory call and after that, here are my rates and they don't respond, then you know they're not serious and they don't value you. They'll, they'll pay for a pair of shoes or a purse, they'll pay for movies, they'll pay for drinks and dinner but they don't want to pay you for your time. And so, right. you know, I, I really kind of, and helped me to kind of value my time because I was giving away so much of myself through my charity, through my coaching. Um, I have a lot of friends who are involved in other philanthropy um, activities and I'm giving myself my time and energy all the time. And I thought, well, if I keep doing that, I'm not going to, you know, meet my objectives and my vision and mission goals for my life and my soul. And so the more I kind of, um, uh, valued myself and asserted my worth and said, here's what I'm worth. I love to support you or help you, but here's what my time is valued at. People tended to step up and do that. And it's worked in my entire, in my, it's worked in my charity, charity work. It's worked in my coaching business. It's worked in all my endeavors. People um, value, they'll pay for what they value. Yes. They'll pay for what they value. If they don't value it, they won't pay for it. Or if they don't value um, their dream, they won't pay for it. And so, it really allowed me to have um, clients who were serious about their work. And even through my I Manifest Bliss event, you know, um, it, people that come to the event value their life, they value their soul purpose, they value their journey, and they invest themselves, they invest that time. This is a whole day event. It's every, four, every three months. But um, we spend so much time on other things like, you know, chores, and, you know, dishes, laundry, and watching TV, <laughs> magazines, like, you know, and it's like, well, what about your soul? Yes. Are you investing in soul? People are like, well, I don't have time for a workshop. It's an all-day thing. I got things to do, and I have this and that and the other. But, you know, you have one body, and you have one life, and you have one soul. You know, so I think people need to flip around their priorities. Invest in that first, and the rest will, will flow. So the show is focused on exactly that, building a system of self-nurturing. And so... What you do is really at the core of that. Um, for anyone who's local to the Washington, D.C. area, you must attend one of May McCarmo's I Manifest Bliss events. It is life-changing. It is definitely worth the investment. And in fact, I, I think it's a quite small investment. It's like only $100 for a day. For, and, and the value that you get is just unmatched for you know some of the events that i've wasted a day on you know i manifest bliss. <laughs> i manifest bliss is like a spa day for your soul so um yes 
100%. And, and yes, and it's only once a quarter, but you, it takes you about three months to really implement all the things that you learn in that one day, right? Because you break yes. it down by your truth, your, what are all the pieces? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually have um, my card deck here, and this one is, I haven't opened it yet, but the card deck is a deck of 35 cards, and they're around different things that you want to manifest. And so I asked a bunch of people, uh, did a survey of friends and colleagues, and I said, what are the core things you want to manifest in life? And some of them tied together. You know, we want to manifest bliss. We want to manifest intention. We want to manifest truth. We want to manifest our soul purpose. We want to manifest our light. We want to manifest our peace. We want to manifest um, the answer. So we, you know, I, we, I kind of thought about these things, their core manifestations, and we, um, I build panels around each manifestation. So people come to the event as guests and the panelists are, we have about four panels, panelists per panel, and we could have up to four panels. And each panelist talks about how they manifest um, that topic. And um, they share uh, their challenges, um, perceived obstacles. They shared um, how they shifted and how they got through those challenges and what, they, what lessons they learned. So people leave the event um, having heard up to 16, 16 expert speakers who are coaches, who are light workers, who are entrepreneurs, who, who have um, gone from you know, um, racks to riches or who are, are living very empty lives, who are now living fulfilled, passionate, powerful lives. These people are, are not just talking the talk, they're walking the walk. And so you get a whole day of, of spa for the soul and all this information and empowerment, it does take you a while to, to digest and, and, um, and to implement because, you know, many of us are 30 and over. And, you know, when you have ingrained habits and ingrained thoughts, um, even if your conscious mind says, here is, I, I know I, I, I can see this problem. Underneath there are like things that are like um, programs that you don't even you're not even, even aware of. And so as you begin to implement tools that are helpful to your soul and your life, um, the programs say, no, 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 you can't do that. I'm comfortable. Yeah, I know you're going to, you're going to mess this shit up. Like, let's just go back to how we were. You can't be doing this. And your life kind of starts to go through this process of, it has to shake up a little bit. And so, you know, having an event like this where you get all this powerful information that um, for your mind, body, and soul, takes you a lot to integrate them. And then you come back for it. Because once you realize what you went through and how you've transformed, you go, people are like, I want more of that. Yes. And so it's a year long process. And it's, an, it's a, we're going to keep doing these events into in like just as long as we can, because um, I frankly am so tired of networking. <laughs> I want more, I want more soul working. And so yes. that's what this event is all about. Manifesting, manifesting your bliss is about doing the soul work and um, people need more of that. I love it. And that's exactly how the event starts out, right? So like while we're waiting for the setup and everything, there's a soul working. And um, it, it's like nothing that you've ever experienced. So yeah, this is the next one is coming up in June, right? It's June 16th. Yeah, it's June 15th. And um, it's yeah, June 15th, we have amazing speakers coming from, I think, eight different states to speak at this event. Um, they're going to converge. I call them unicorn gatherings. because <laughs> yes. They're all unique people. And um, we're going to be having this powerful event. And it's really cool. The thing that's interesting is, you know, we talked about earlier about following your path. So 
the reason why I began this event is that I am very soul purposed and very, um, I crave authentic conversation and connection. And so most of my close, well, all my close friends and I have authentic connections. <laughs> There's no, you know, fake, like, hi, I'm doing great. And da, 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 da. It's, you know, if we are, then great. If not, we're like, I feel shitty. I feel bad. It's going on. And, you know, and they might take a month or two or three to get through whatever they're dealing with, but we have real, authentic, deep, truthful talks that feed their soul and help them grow. And I thought, um, what if other people are in the place where I am who, who um, you know, want these kind of relationships, but maybe don't have them, right? I had a lot, but I thought many people that I was, I was meeting didn't have a place to go to find others who were like them. Or people would say that they were depressed and they felt a lot of anxiety or whatever. And I thought, well, I do too all the time. And they're like, no, you don't. I'm like, I do. But I have friends who support me in my journey. Um, as I take bold steps in my life, and when I take those steps, I'm often fearful. And I'm often thinking, oh, shit, what, is that I could, what did I say yes to? Or why did I put this out there on Facebook? So I'm doing the thing and I'm freaking scared. And so my tribe will be around me saying, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You got this. And then I manifest that shit, you know? And yeah. so other people need to have people that tell them to manifest what they think is impossible. And people might laugh at, that, at them. But you know what? Once you manifest really awesome things, you're inventing something. You're creating. You're, you know, you're inspiration, inspiring other people to uh, pursue their soul purpose as well. And so literally it's people who are coming to the event that are all focused on creating a unique mark in this life, making a unique mark rather, and creating something that's new and different. And being with people in a room of 100 people or more who are all on the same path, and the energy is so freaking high. It, <laughs> it's so it awesome. is. I yeah. remember what I told you, like when I went to your event, and we were sitting at the table next to each other. I couldn't even talk because I was just like, so much coming in. It was like really, it's so much to process, you know, and such amazing people. It's like, who knew there were so many of, you know, us <laughs> out there in the world, yeah. you know? It's just like light after light after light. And even the people, you know, at, sitting at my table, I mean, even with that, I know you make it very interactive. So we had like our little assignments. I did participate in that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, it's really um, amazing. It's, it's the, the energy in the room and the passion and um, the love really it's like you can just like if you ever wanted to know what love felt like you know like true love you know there's so many different types of love then that would be a place to go yeah so yeah and people also need to realize that the light they're seeking is within them like the light you're looking for is you are the light and you know i've had friends who um who were before acquaintances and i would say come to i manifest bliss and they would say well i don't belong in there with those kind of people like, I don't fit, I'm going through stuff, and, and they get there, and they just, they're like, oh, my God, this is my tribe. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and they, you know, we realize the thing that we want is already inside of us. We have to just kind of turn the light on, like, spark that, you know, and believe in ourselves and stand up, stand tall in our truth. And so um, people are coming and leaving dramatically transformed. Um, they begin creating new things. They begin being the light. And that's one of my goals in life is tell people to, to awaken and to stand in their light and be that light for other people, for others in the world. Yeah, and, and you're doing that really well. 
So is there anything else that you you have coming up? Um, uh, so I manifest blisses June 15th. Um, on May 4th, we're having a spiritual retreat in Kansas City um, for our breast cancer survivors and, and their caregivers. Um, on May 17th, we're hosting our Tiger Lily Foundation annual Young Women's Breast Health Day on the Hill. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so we have, yeah, we have a retreat on the 4th in Kansas City. We have um, our Hill Day on Capitol Hill. And then um, I have a bunch of events that I am speaking at. In One is in Utah, one is in New York, one is in Atlanta, one is in Philly. So I'm kind of, I, literally, I will literally be in like six cities in six weeks. Oh, wow. Um, but and, and it's exciting, though. I see, I manifest one of my goals. Well, a major goal of mine for this is to grow it. And so I would host it in other cities. So as I'm going and traveling, I'm... Um, sharing people with people what I'm doing and asking them to get engaged and host them all over the country. And so my vision is that um, in a few years, we'll be having our manifest bliss on a national level. And that's going to be really exciting. Yes. I think the more yeah. love you can share and it's starting at least in the United States and then eventually the world, no pressure, but you know, <laughs> no um, pressure. <laughs> You know, just take care of the states, and then you know, next year we'll take over Europe, and yeah. So um, exactly, Asia, Africa, yeah. Right. You know, one by one, yeah. we'll, we'll get it done. So, exactly. wow, that's that's amazing. I I want to invite everyone to go to your main website is your name, right, maymacarmo.com, and you can yep. you know connect with her there if you are in need of a coach. You can find her books there. You can find all of her events there. Um, but most of all, you know, just become part of the tribe. She has a whole host of other little things that we just can't cover it all in the small amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> but go to her website and you'll be like fully immersed in the whole world that she, she's all about. Um, are there, what are the three main takeaways you would like our listeners to have today? I would say for one, um, Follow your soul's purpose. Follow your soul. It's non-negotiable. Um, you can't not do that. I would say also number two is to be bold in your steps. Um, the universe conspires to support your dreams, but it can't conspire when you're not bold and present and expecting, you know, what you're gonna, what you want to manifest. Like when I began to manage to push into things or to move into a space, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, okay, is this coming? Is it there? And so you have to be bold and expect that um, God's going to meet you, you know, and, and, and rise up there or rise into you and be and support that journey. And also I would say to have faith um, in this world, have faith in your light, have faith in your, um, in your, in your teach, your teacherness. Like you're, we're all teachers. Have faith that you're um, a light worker. Have faith that you are, meant to shine and I faith that you have something to offer the world that you can teach the world and so even when I'm I, when I'm doing things I will sometimes wonder am I um, who am I to teach people how to be this way or do this thing or be that but we each have a unique thing to offer the world and so having that faith um, even when things are challenging or I don't really have the answer um, propels me forward I keep moving forward because my faith does to me it always says yes you can Yes, you can. 
And so even when I doubt, I, I might doubt for a little while, but I think I got to get back up in the, on the horse and just keep riding and keep moving forward. Um, and so, and I would say the last thing I'm going to cheat and do four things. Okay. The last thing is, you know, you mentioned talk, talking about self-nurture and, and self and supporting each other, yourself. It's really important to listen to your body and listen to your mind and your soul. Um, as women who are entrepreneurs, who are always, who are mothers, who are housekeepers, who are taking the trash out and cooking and cleaning and managing multiple things, you know, we um, tend to not listen to ourselves and we push ourselves very hard. And I'm a huge fan of saying no or not right now and saying to other people and saying yes to me. Because um, I give a lot. And so I've learned to just say, you know, I'm busy. People will say, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on the, in the bed watching TV and eating chips. <laughs> They're like, well, you said you were busy. I am busy with myself. Yeah. Can, I come, can I come over? Can I come over? No, I don't want to talk to anybody. And I do that <laughs> at least once. I, I do. I'm like, I love you guys, but I don't want to talk to you. I do it all the time. My friends just like, they're like, oh my God. They'll send me a selfie of them being out having fun or text me, you're missing out. I'm like, no, I'm not. I have chips. I have some wine. I have my <laughs> TV. Or I'm reading a book or writing another book. And so... <laughs> I'm a huge fan of self-nurture. I um, have rituals I do in the morning you know, around working out, meditation, prayer. I read a lot in the morning, set my intention for the day, my goals for the day. And at nighttime, I have a wind-down routine. My room is sacred. It's just my space. I have certain kind of essential oils and candles and lights and things. So it's just like you have to give yourself, you have to realize your life is sacred and treat it as such. And when we tend to go, 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 we don't stop to pause. You forget how beautiful and spiritual it is to be alive, to have your spirit in this body at this time. You forget to breathe. Um, so it's important to have rituals in the morning and at night. And the little things throughout the day to kind of bring you back to yourself. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Or else we're just rushing through the day for it to be over. And we don't take, we don't take time to enjoy each moment. Um, and so, you know, having that self-care in place and being committed to that as you are to your work or even more so is critical or life will pass you by and you forget to enjoy it while it's happening. So that's my advice and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I hope that all of our listeners implement some of that. You know, I know we hear so much about the morning routine, but I love that you also have you know, and have shared with the listeners that an evening routine is equally important because we forget about that. You know, we may think about for our kids, right? We have to have that routine for them, but then we forget, like you were saying, we get wrapped up in everybody else and we forget for ourselves. So, yep. I mean, just taking a nice bath. It, I have an alarm. My phone has an alarm at 930 and it says, okay, time to go to sleep. And knowing my, I know myself, so I won't go to bed for an hour, but it tells me once I hear the thing, my body begins to kind of literally like now it just has to go, <sighs> you know, and I start, you know, turning my computer off, finishing up my emails. I run a bath with Epsom salts and some bubble bath. I put in the candles. I drop some lavender in there and, you know, just the act, the act of practic practicing self-honor and self-care. And so as I transition into my nighttime, my body and my mind is saying to my day, thank you. You serve me well. I'm going to wind down now. And then you kind of come down and, you know, it's just so important to do that. And, um, and just the, the moments of life are so important and so sacred. And I, I, keep, I know I keep saying that, but 
the more you take time to pause, the more you can enjoy each moment. And um, and so when you look back at your accomplishments, you can you will look at them with appreciation, but you actually would remember that you were in that moment and not rushing towards to get to the next place or the next thing. So yes. that's it. So very important. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom today. And I appreciate all of our listeners and viewers. And I will put your website below this podcast and video for people to connect with you and, and meet you and go to your events. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Have an amazing day. Have a great day. Thanks. This is your time. This is your life. This is your mind. This is your world. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Did you go to think for yourself? Think, think for yourself. And how long has it been? Did you've had some time for yourself? Unwind with yourself. You can do anything. So don't you hide from yourself. Be kind to yourself. Intelligent, amazing. Don't just break free.